Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, Pandemic Summer. Woo! We talked to Dr. Lena Vanderlist, a community pediatrician with UC Davis Children's Hospital, about COVID restrictions for the under 12 set. Plus, Biz loves a library. Woo! I've never wooed before. That was fun. <laughs> so, how am I doing? I um, am not doing well with forms, is what I have realized. Um, and I feel like I'm not ready for return to the real world in real life because I have had sales with three different forms today for my kid. I was supposed to take the kindergarten form to the pediatrician today for <laughs> my son's five-year checkup. And I filled out the part I was supposed to fill out, and I left it on the counter. And I yeah. didn't have time to go back and get it. So I didn't no. get that done. And then... At the doctor, they give me the, the the paper of you know like the summary of his visit and recommendation for the dermatologist he needs to go to, and I left that there in the yep. exam room, and they can't find it. And then I go to drop him off at pre-K, and it's going to be a scorcher. It's going to be like 89 degrees today, and I have not filled out the form that says he's allowed to wear sunscreen that they can put sunscreen on him. <laughs> And luckily they had one printed out and I filled it out. But like, I can't handle forms right now. It's too much. Mm -mm. Um, I used to be able to, and I think I have just lost the skill. Yep. And yeah, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm ready, but hope everyone else is able to keep their paperwork in order because I certainly <laughs> cannot. Everyone's doing a great job. Bye. Well, first of all, you are doing a very good job. You are just checking off that list of forms that you forgot or failed to fill out or lost. Now, I mean, <laughs> that you are just like an overachiever in doing that three times in a row on the same day. And your your child's just about to go into kindergarten. Good job. Yeah, I fucking hate forms. I believe I've said that on the show numerous times. I never have all of the information I need handy. I think a couple of weeks ago I shared a genius that I was going to come up with a contact card with the medical information I needed to include on every form I ever fill out. I haven't even done that. I ha the form that I need to do that for is still sitting on my kitchen counter gathering various stains and then you have to decide am I the parent who sends the foreman with the stains like with the coffee or the wine stain or just a grease smudge or do I have to go reprint out the forms and put it in but I think all of us thanks to the pandemic and parenting in general are, are probably more comfortable than ever with being that parent <laughs> that Parent. That sounds like a 60s sitcom. Who's that parent wearing pajamas to school? Who's that parent dropping off forms like fools? What? Okay, that actually went with it. Anyway, I think you're doing a remarkable job and you are not alone. You're not alone. 
Speaking of doing a wonderful job and not being alone, it's time for thank yous. It's still COVID. COVID summer is upon us. So I'm just going to hit it. Thank you, everyone in the medical profession. Pediatricians, OBGYNs who are holding our hands through this very scary time of being pregnant during the COVID. Thank you to everyone who has been working tirelessly in our hospitals and clinics, taking care of those who have been infected with COVID, uh, helping them to recover. And thank you to everyone who keeps those facilities running from a maintenance standpoint or a cleaning standpoint keeping everything safe. And thank you to everybody who has created the vaccines, administered the vaccines, and helped make an appointment for us to get vaccines. Get vaccines. Get, get vaccines. Also, a thank you to teachers. School's out for summer. School's out forever. Nope, it's not. But school is out for right now. And I really, really, really hope all teachers and all the people who work in school administration, I hope you all get a serious break. And I hope that if you received any thank you gifts from families, they were actually usable <laughs> and not just a mug. <laughs> I always think that like teachers must like open their cabinets and there's like 9,000, you're a great teacher mug. <laughs> I'm just like, Here's some cash. Thank you. Thank you for everything you've done this year. You've had to juggle going back and forth from remote learning to in-person learning. And it it must have been completely mind-numbingly exhausting. And I appreciate you. And as always, thank you to everyone who's just been helping everything function and feel normal. Everybody at grocery stores, everybody at shops, to all the restaurants who are reopening, we are coming once we're vaccinated. <laughs> and to all of our different package food, things we need right away, carriers, people who are out there delivering stuff, I see you and I appreciate you. And as always, thank you to everybody who has gotten vaccinated. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, special thank you. And it's a check-in for me as well. Libraries, libraries. That's my, I want to go to. Gabe is just like, what the fuck is going on with you? Bit, Gabe is in full support of me losing my mind on the show. My local library is open again. And I got to tell you, I have gone and I have wandered. Oh, I, everything's rearranged. <laughs> That's okay. But I have wandered that library. I have chatted with librarians. I have browsed sections I wouldn't normally browse. And it has been heaven. Also, the summer reading program is kicking off for kids. And I fucking love a summer reading program. Even if your kid isn't reading, they can participate in the summer reading program. There's like, uh, 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 every library's got one. And there's like prizes and there's activities. They, my library even has an Animal Crossing library meetup for teens. Ah! So I, 
I might join and pretend I'm a teen. It's just so great. So please do not forget to check out your local library with summer offerings. I know in mine, preschool story time has come back. And, you know, I just realized how much I have basically raised my kids at the library and what a part the library has played in their lives. And in fact, I just got an email from one of our children's librarians who is leaving to go get her master's degree in library science. And I just got really affected by that, just knowing she knew my kids by names. She like was able to recommend books. She was always aware of what they were into at that moment. My kids were so comfortable talking to her. And they just had ownership of that library thanks to her. And so I just, for all children's librarians, I just want you to know I see you and you really do have an impact. Now, speaking of impact, pandemics, COVID, new restrictions, what does that mean for those of us with children under 12? Well, today we're going to find out when we talk to Dr. Lena Vanderlist, who is a community pediatrician with UC Davis Children's Hospital, and I pummel her with questions about what I can and can't do. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week, I am so excited uh, because I uh, really need to talk to this person. I believe everybody who listens to the show has heard me say how desperate I need to talk to somebody about this. Dr. Lena Vanderlist is a community pediatrician with UC Davis Children's Hospital in Sacramento, California. Her clinical interests include newborn care, adolescent medicine, and creating a medical home for children with complex medical needs. She is the co-author of the UC Davis Children's Health Podcast for Parents, Kids Considered. <laughs> Little does she know, it's not the kids we're considering this time around. This is definitely <laughs> the parents we're trying to consider right now. Welcome, Lena. Woo! Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, in case anybody couldn't guess, I'm here to ask her questions about COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like not about you know I, it's definitely not about my children specifically so that's very good <laughs> yeah welcome I want to ask we do ask all of our guests the same question at the beginning which is who lives in your house and this can be pets animals ghosts children people whatever <laughs> <laughs> so I live with my husband Tom and we have two cats Mo and Seymour a black lab Layla and we will be adding our first human child Woo! to the family coming up in November. So congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank that, you. That is going to actually be a beautiful segue into some of my first questions. <laughs> so I want to give everybody the setup here and make sure that I am letting Lena off the hook. Okay. Everybody, these new guidelines came out about COVID and mask wearing and what's okay and what's not okay. And Lena, I felt like that came out and my first thought was this is great for single people 
<laughs> without kids. Yeah. So I, my first question legitimately is, has anything changed in terms of COVID and risks and, you know, dangers and all of that for the rest of us, for those of us living with children? Yes. I got, I get it. I get it. And I thought the same thing, like, okay, well, that's great, but it's kind of like a helmet. It's kind of like a helmet, right? You're not going to tell your kids to wear a helmet and then not not wear some, maybe some people will not wear one role modeling it for them. Right. And so luckily to answer your first question, has anything changed? Yes. We have extremely effective vaccines the caseload of COVID is going down. And so the risk to kids is less. So we can all feel really good about that. But when kids are not vaccinated, the risk is still there, right? And so the best way to protect themselves is by masking and distancing and doing all of the things that we've still been doing over this past year. And so unfortunately for kids that aren't vaccinated, we can't say bye-bye to the mask requirement. Well, there goes 30 of my other questions. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, we can talk through different scenarios. And I just want to say, like, I, you know, I'm a general pediatrician. I have obviously get asked a million questions about COVID, but I'm not an expert on COVID. And as all of you know, this changes so rapidly. And so I would just suggest if you have specific questions about your child to reach out to your pediatrician, we all love, love talking about this, and, <laughs> but I will do my best to answer your questions and, and kind of think through it with you. That would be really helpful because, and I, and I want to add to that to our listeners and say, if you are still scared of everything, if you're in my camp, None of this that we're going over is supposed to make you feel like, oh, well, I guess I have to get out there. It's me. It's not Mm -hmm. you. But if you're also ready to like lick a subway pole, you know what? (laughs) That is also probably not okay. But I am not here to judge. So this is really just about trying to talk through some of these questions and concerns that we all have. And I, I, I guess there is this sudden feeling of comfortableness around the country with the new regulations like I feel I feel like it would be really easy for me to be like it's all good COVID's Mm -hmm. over so just for fun you can tell me COVID's not over one more time (laughs) COVID (laughs) is definitely not over Um, it it is It is not over, but it is improving. And we are so, so lucky in the United States to have the access to the vaccines. And so you guys are going to be so annoyed at me by the end of this, because my one thing is just to say, if you have access to a vaccine and you have not gotten it, please, please, please get it. Convince all of your loved ones to get it, because that is the way that we are able to lick the subway pole. Yeah, (laughs) welcome to New York. Let's get back there, baby. All right, well, actually, I would like to, let's let's do this first. Let's Mm -hmm. help comfort people. I, we love to poke our kids every birthday, right? It's (laughs) it's your birthday, you're going to go in and get stuck. Yeah. That's great. And when our kids become of age, we'll stick them. No problem. Mm Uh, And I will say that in the past, they have both had very mild reactions to different vaccines. None of that's ever prevented me from wanting to stick them again. But I like Mm -hmm. knowing it. So I know a little Tylenol here, a little fever is going to show up. It's okay. You know. Yeah. But then in talk, I just assumed everybody thought the same way I did. Ha ha. 
everybody who listens to this show knows that that is not true, that I'm a weirdo. Uh, But like with the vaccines I did, and I have now talked to two different people who both think vaccines are good, but are nervous about a new vaccine like this. I think there's something about it being brand new that makes people hesitant, hesitant, nervous. So talk me through it. Yes. So, you know, these vaccines, so specifically you're referring to the mRNA vaccine, which is the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine. It Mm -hmm. is new, but it's not new. It's really been studied for years, but it is the first time that we're using it on this kind of mass immunization scale. What is reassuring for adults, I'll go into it for a sec because I'm not an expert sure. in adults. Who are you people? We smell bad. We don't, we don't say take yes very yeah. easily. We're no. very picky. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> is that the trials initially had over 30,000 people in them and they included all different ages and genders and races and backgrounds and people with pre-existing medical conditions and all of those things. And they were found to be extremely safe and effective. And that has proven to go on as we've vaccinated millions of people. Of course, there are always going to be side effects. So of, you've heard those stories. I I've got had a fever. You've had, had them, a right? Fever. I got a fever. I felt like crap yeah. the second yeah, day. Yeah, felt like crap and then but, was fine. And then was totally fine. I got it and then got pregnant. You know, like, Whoa, guess so what? It doesn't pregnant. cause infertility. Um, so, there- so you got pregnant after the first shot or after both shots? Both after shots. the second? Oh, we're going to yes. get into pregnancy in a second. Um, okay, But what I'm saying is that, like, that it is totally okay to have concerns, but it's also you know, we have to look at the crisis that we're facing and the dangers that this presents in our community for our loved ones and and really, you know, work together as a public health, right? When did people forget about public health, about taking care of each other and protecting each other? Um, and Last so year. Really- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes. Sometime. It is, it is really a, a safe, it's an effective vaccine. If you have specific questions about your own medical conditions, talk to your, your provider. But let's talk about kids specifically. So yeah. it was recently approved for the emergency use authorization for Pfizer for 12 years and up. How old are your kiddos? So mine are seven and 11. And the thing that stinks <laughs> about the 11 year old is they're in the same, like they are their summer birthday. So all uh. of their friends are 12. Oh, so, well, that's good because he's probably, he or she is probably hanging out with people right. who are vaccinated. So that's, that's great. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. So, so we know kids have strong immune systems, right? This study, so Pfizer studied this vaccine in kids in that age group. So the 12 through the 16, because it was originally approved for 16 and up, um, in about a thousand kids in each group. And what they found was that it was in the study period, which was usually they follow these kids for about two months after. There were no severe side effects, so no anaphylaxis or those severe allergic reactions that we worry about. The most common were the ones that you and I had, you know, sore arm, fever, a little headache, a little muscle aches. And they showed 100% effectiveness in their their group. Wow. And so it's really amazing. And and the other... um, the other vaccine companies are studying this and now Pfizer's going down and studying this in younger and younger kids. So 
I 100% back getting this vaccine in your kids 12 and up. We've been giving it. They've been having great responses. And I expect that this will continue to happen. All right. (laughs) This is good. Let's now move on to ridiculous questions that you will answer no to every single one. Here we go. Everybody, people want to have this like as a drinking game. Every time I ask essentially the same question, but with different words, and the answer is no. So I'm just going to start with, because this is the one that came to my mind first when the new regulations came out. When the parents of two families are vaccinated and they want to get together and with their children who are not vaccinated, mm-hmm. and I'm just talking the two families, not a party, is outside, no one has to wear a mask. Inside, we sh- the kids should still wear a mask. I mean, what's the best practice in that particular scenario? Yeah, so... A lot of this is going to be knowing your individual risk and your individual risk tolerance. Like I always have these conversations with families. (laughs) So like, is there someone in your family that couldn't get the vaccine for whatever reason? Or um, do you have like an elderly person, let's say, although there's very few contraindications to getting the vaccine, but that's neither here nor there. And, um, are Is that family that you're going out with a little loosey-goosey about who they hang out with and who their kids <laughs> hang out with? Are they like out at big parties or are they like just as uptight as you about COVID and oh, maybe you guys have woo, been like uptight. in a bubble? Right. <laughs> I'm totally for the uptight. So, <laughs> you know, if it's just a, a two families and like two or three kids and, and everybody is taking this seriously and you're outside kids without masks, I think, is a reasonable choice. It's also reasonable that they are masked. A lot of kids are great at wearing masks. They want to wear the masks. They want to wear them. Yeah, it's weird and terrifying (laughs) on some level. But my kid is always like, you know, I would prefer that we have masks. Yeah, Yeah. which I think is great. No, it's very nice. Yes. And in inside, you know, for unvaccinated people, I'm still recommending masks inside. And when we say unvaccinated people, we are saying kids because yes, even correct. if the correct. adults are vaccinated, the adults and the kids should be wearing masks or can adults be jerks without masks while their kids wear masks that's like the helmet scenario right yeah, i know I mean, it's the I've helmet always, thing but it's i've always felt uncomfortable with that where the adult I isn't agree. wearing the helmet and the kids wearing the helmet but the risk in the adult that's vaccinated is very low it's okay. very low and following cdc recommendations they do not need to wear and even the risk of transmission to the child is low so there is a reasonable situation where parents are in the house unmasked and the kids are masked. But okay. to me, it feels a little. Yeah, I no, know. I mean, we, <laughs> we had, my youngest had a play date with a friend and they usually play outside, but this was the first time we were like, if you want to play in your bedroom, because it was like boiling hot. We will let you. And, you know, I knew both of them would be wearing their masks. And I had been outside. And when I come in, there's Stefan, my husband, in the kitchen, nowhere near the kids, but with a mask. And I was like, is this what we're doing? Oh, no, we forgot to talk about this beforehand. (laughs) I was like, oh, Oh, you know, so and then my my oldest walks through and says, I hate wearing a mask at home. <laughs> so, yes, I yeah. basically 
I I understand the helmet, you know, theory. Yeah. I, I, it's uh, okay. More questions for you to okay. tell me. Really, it's all about my own personal risk. <laughs> so we've already done. Can I can I let masked kids into my house? <laughs> so essentially, if everybody's in a good position and vaccinated, yes. Mm-hmm. Is there ever a situation in which? Again, I guess the answer is the exact same one you gave me, but let's say it's a family that's got vaccinated adults and vaccinated teens, but they're still like one or two under 12 kids. It's still, the risk is low, but you should still wear the masks if you're going to be inside and really make decisions based on who these people are you're letting into your house. Yeah. And so maybe we could like talk about how many kids get COVID, yeah. right? Because so yeah, tell me overall, that. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> because a lot of people will say, you know, oh, it doesn't matter. Kids don't get COVID or kids well, just I... get really mild disease, right? You'll hear that a lot. Like, oh, maybe they can get it, but they weren't, they're not sick. They don't get well, sick. Well, that's another question uh, is what do we know now about COVID and kids versus yeah. all the baloney they were feeding, we were doing at the beginning? Yeah, so we know that over the course of the last year, about 3.8 million kids have been infected with COVID. So that's about like a little under 14% of all of the cases. And 316 kids have died. So, so, so far fewer than adults, right? That is a much smaller number. If we think about this in comparison to like the seasonal flu, like Mm -hmm. influenza every year, usually about between 100 and 200 kids die from flu. With the caveat that this year, given we were all wearing masks and no one was in school (laughs) and we were distancing, one child died from flu this year. Wow! So you can think, okay, well, what would have happened with COVID had we not had all of these strategies in place? We weren't masking. Kids were in school. What would the number look like then? Do you know what I mean? Well, it's also impressive to think. Wow. By all of us wearing masks and being reasonable people, we went to just only losing one child to the flu. And I don't want to ever lose any children, but no, yeah. I will wear a mask every day if that is, if it's, it's like it's affecting the numbers like, like that. Like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the respiratory season basically just crashed. I was just sitting there twiddling my thumb you know, um, all winter. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, so these are, it's not insignificant. Just like you said, any child dying of this is is too much, right? And so where when people are like, well, kids don't get sick, then I'm kind of like, well, they do. They still yeah. can, right? And like you asked some of what, what else do we know about kids in COVID? I'm sure, have you heard of the MISC or multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children? This is basically the like worst case, besides death, worst case scenario where like everything kind of shuts down, right? Is that accurate? That's accurate. Yeah. And so usually it occurs about two weeks after the kids have the virus and they have very severe symptoms. So they can have really bad abdominal pain and diarrhea. Their their kind of mental status is not quite right. They may have a rash. These kids are really sick. And so we've seen that. We've seen that at my hospital. You know, we've treated kids for that. We know that about 14,000 kids have been hospitalized due to COVID-19. So it is not, it's not nothing. It's nothing to like poo-poo, right? Like, oh, well, well you know, kids don't get that sick. 
to me, it just goes back to the original question of, has anything changed if you've got kids that aren't able to be vaccinated? No, not really. I mean, I can socialize with my adult friend when my children aren't home, like outside on the porch unmasked because we're both vaccinated. But if we're all going to be around each other, it, yeah, we're still in masks. Okay, believe it or not, babies were had over the last... <laughs> year and change fewer than we thought there was going to be i know what people didn't want to get it on during a pandemic nope so (laughs) when their other children are home all day long i don't understand so some children were born (laughs) during it and some people are pregnant like right now you are pregnant right now and so i guess there's two parts to this question one if you've had a baby during this time, I got to imagine it's already like in the best of circumstances, sort of scary to take your baby out into the world for the first few times. Oh, God. I mean, like until I still don't want to take mine outside and they are way past being a baby. But I got to think that's like extra hyped right now. So let's start with, so you have a baby. And you want to leave your house for a variety of reasons. Your sanity being the main way. Can you talk about what the risks and best practices are there? Because you can't put a mask on a baby. Not really. No. Yeah. yeah we, we, we're still recommending no masking for kids under the age of two. Yeah. And so, you know, this is, this is tough. This has been such a hard year for new parents. Ugh. I mean, it has uh, yeah. been really devastating to see the the loss of their support system. Yes. You know, like the the extra help. You know, some of them like moved to a new new place and then this hit and they're like, okay, here I am inside all the time with my baby. And so I think it's important to remember that really babies under two months old, even before COVID, you don't want to get them any germs. You are, they, yeah, sure. They sure. are, yes. <laughs> so they are, you know, really vulnerable. They haven't gotten their first set of immunizations yet, which they get when they're two months old. And, and you know, any fever we say in a baby in that age is an emergency and needs to be seen right away. And so like always, always people should be being careful. I mean, great. I hope the mask stays around for when you're oh, visiting yeah. I a plan baby. On never, under, I have right? a great time not being sick, guys, <laughs> yeah. for a whole so year. Then, <laughs> yeah. So wearing masks with babies, that's totally reasonable to continue to do with new babies. But of course, you know, families, if they want to get outside, go for a walk, socialize with people as they're outside, think that is a totally reasonable thing to do. The other thing is to make sure you cocoon your child with people that are vaccinated. Yeah. So if grandma is going to get that vaccine for anything, it's going to be holding that baby. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you're like, um, no, sorry, you cannot hold the baby until you're <laughs> vaccinated. Use that card. Use oh, that yeah. card. That's uh, good. <laughs> so are you saying, all right, I have a baby. I do mm-hmm. not have a baby, everybody. I have a baby and I'm vaccinated and Mm -hmm. my partner's vaccinated and our childcare provider, like a babysitter or grandparents, everybody's vaccinated. So everybody can touch that baby with clean hands, just like normal, but they should also be wearing a mask. 
I mean, yes and no. So I think, (laughs) yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I think that if everybody is vaccinated and they have clean hands and they have no symptoms whatsoever, no runny nose, no cough, they can just hold the baby without, I mean, they don't need to wear a mask. I was sort of joking, although, you know, I think it would be beneficial. Sure, (laughs) as a pediatrician, it's like, God, that would, you know, I keep joking about when we all went back out into the world, like when we went back to like some remote learning and I was like, it's like the preschool all over again. Everybody's just getting that first dose of like other people's drink. But then it didn't get that bad because everybody was wearing masks. Yeah. And I also worry about like their ability to like recognize facial expressions. And, I do too. You know, the development. So like in younger well, so babies, like much... do they know I'm smiling at them? Do they yeah. know that I'm like trying to... So that's important too. Should we panic if we're parents and we don't think our children are getting enough facial recognition? <laughs> no. I okay, make sure you're giving that to them when you're at home and you have your masks <laughs> off though. Like so yeah. much story time and <laughs> and tickles and you know, interacting with them. We so we want them to get that. So if I'm pregnant during this time, you you know something about this. What should I feel okay doing not, I mean, like, look, the world already takes away all of your, like, rights to make choices for yourself when you're pregnant. I mean, wow. How fast did you become somebody who couldn't make decisions? Uh, Don't eat meat. Don't eat that salami. God, don't shrimp. I don't know. Sushi, is it? Rice, what? Like, just everything. Should you have that coffee? Should you? Like, you sound you. like my husband. I know. Yeah, I'm like, screw you. One cup of coffee. The French. The French are drinking their wine. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, but now, now there's a pandemic. So, what? So I'm not. I'm not a obstetrician or right, true, OBGYN. True, true. But okay, fair but enough. The data- <laughs> But the data is very clear that COVID is a risk in pregnancy. Okay. Um, And so the main organizations have recommended vaccination during pregnancy to protect yourself and protect the baby. So talk to your specific doctor. I think they're going to most are recommending getting the vaccine and still, you know, being careful because... We know COVID is a risk for preterm delivery and other complications as well. So unfortunately, just one more thing to worry about. But if you're able to get that vaccine, it's, it is a big, you know, kind of sigh of relief. Well, that, all that tells me is that you better make a really good baby wish list. Like whatever your like Amazon baby registry, whatever it is, make sure there's a whole just for mom who had to have a baby during a national pandemic, international pandemic. Put something good on there. Absolutely. I yeah. Mean, just all of your own, like, you know, you can maybe register at BevMo. That's right. Or, um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Wine of the Month Club, coffee of the Month Club, cake of the Month Club, whatever it is. Let this be a moment for you to start showing yourself self-care and setting some boundaries. Mm-hmm. That'll all go out the window. All right. Let's see. Let's just do it's summer. So let's wrap up on some summer fun questions. Because <laughs> nothing spells <laughs> summer fun like COVID and masks. <laughs> Though my skin might be healthier than it's ever been Ooh. under a mask. Okay, here we go. I'm going to throw out some summer situations. And you're going to say, <laughs> you're going to say, can... 
you're going to say, you can't do it, or really, it's fucking up to you, grown woman. I've just told you all the basics. All right, here we go. At the pool. Yeah, outside. I'm guessing it's not an indoor pool? No, it's not indoor pool. Summer. <laughs> outdoor pool. Indoor pools are, ah. All right, so outside, yes. you're at the pool. You're not swimming in a mask. No, you're not. Is it, I think that's a go. That's a that's a go for it. As long as it's not a super packed community pool or something like that. <laughs> I just think about like we always talk about going to like water parks and the lazy river is just basically like a urinal <laughs> that you're just riding around in, and it's my favorite ride. I do not care. So there are probably like greater risks at the pool besides <laughs> besides the you're COVID. You're more likely to come home with diarrhea than COVID. Yes. We should have like a summer card bingo card. Okay. Beach. I am going to a beach. Yeah. Um, You know, I grew up in San Diego, so like Ah. some of those beaches are packed. But yes, I think outdoor outdoor activities I'm all for. Just make sure you put sunscreen on your kids and don't forget to reapply it. Theme parks. Theme parks. Some of those have decided to reopen. In fact, my husband works doing themed entertainment design. So it would be great if theme parks wanted to open again. But, like, that's Masked. Seems... I'm going to go masked. Okay, definitely masked. Should you, should you just, like, wear Clorox wipe pants and just, like, every time you sit down, just, like, rub it? And then, get yeah? All right. That sounds reasonable. A lot of insults totally reasonable. All right, definitely masked. Okay, movie theaters. I know this is new. They're opening back up. So, and I this know. is what I mean by like they're opening up. One foot is in COVID, and the yeah. other foot is in everything's fine. Nothing is going to break again. I think it's going to take me a long time to go back to a movie theater. Okay, but masked, if with limited capacity. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Summer camp. Some people are going back to the summer camp. And I like, I, there, and there's a variety of summer camps. There's like sleepaway camp. There are day camps. Those, that's it, actually. Those are the two types of summer camps. So, again, I know a lot of this comes down to like your family's risk, um, you know, what you're okay with. I mean, I, I am so, this year has been so hard on kids. I like, know. They got, I feel like they got the worst end of all of it. And we see that in the mental health rates, yep. the number of suicide attempts that we're seeing in our EDs, just the, the depression, the anxiety, um, and, you know, across the board. It has been so rough. And so when I think about things, like, I will... If it can be done safely and kids can yeah. wear masks and you can get them back together with their peers and give them a little bit of normalcy, I am on board with it. Like I have been on board with schools yeah. getting back in session for much longer than a lot of other people with appropriate yeah. mitigation strategies. I mean, we we opened up our fucking gyms. The, exactly. That but was I'm my like, same thing. Once I was again, like, I'm like, do you remember? It was like with the mask mandate. I'm like, do you remember kids? They exist in the world. Why are you guys opening all these things for like, I, ah! I would have loved yeah. to have had schools open earlier. Me too. All right. So the big takeaways today are talk to your own doctors. 
if you have questions. Wear masks. Just keep wearing masks. Just, I mean, they're, they're good for a variety of reasons. Yes, you can go maskless in certain situations if you have done your risk assessment when it comes to who you're having over, who you're being naked faced around, as, as well as your kids. And here is my final question. I've been having this apocalyptic thought for the last couple of weeks. Is there danger of Americans getting too comfortable, resulting in school not being remote in the fall? Because when we were going to go, like, have Thanksgiving, everybody's like, Thanksgiving, so here are all the risks. We're going to have this big bump, right? Like, after all the, and I know that we're vaccinated now, but again, everybody's just like, oh, yeah, got to get together, like, but no one's talking about bumps. So are, is somebody going to fuck this up for me? Because if they do, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> so I think we are in a different place than we were. The vaccines are a total, total game changer. And so, you know, yes, there is danger of letting our guard down too quickly. Um, but we are doing a great job of getting vaccinated. And of course, there are communities that are are holding out or are not doing as great of a job. But I think that as vaccination rates continue to go up, and that's why I'm really going to plug this, like if anyone listening is hesitant to get the vaccine, please consider it and please talk to someone um, that you're comfortable with, someone that's had the experience, yeah. that's gotten it. Why have you done that? Um, what is, what's the difference? But as these vaccine rates go up and the caseload goes down, I don't think we're going to get rid of COVID. We, we aren't going to get rid of COVID. Yeah. It is going to be in our community, and it, but it should be milder. So it should become like one of the respiratory illnesses that we see every year. And so I don't think, you know... I can I don't I can't predict, but I <laughs> you know, and I will go crazy with you if school yeah. is not oh. in person in the fall too. Yeah. We'll be out there on the picket line. Oh my um, god. Just... But but I think that we are heading in the right direction as long as we continue to look at this as something that can be tackled by the vaccine. Dr. Lena Vanderlist, you are a gift. I want to say thank you so much for coming on and putting up with all my questions. And I know as what I want this to prove to people is that doctors are totally prepared to listen to all your questions, even if it's the same question over and over because <laughs> you're still not happy with the answer. So thank you so much for coming on and just walking through this and congratulations on your pregnancy. And uh, all the things that are ahead for you, <laughs> you will be great. You will be great. You will be great. And being a pediatrician will not, like, mean that you're going to nail it. Okay? That just, no. all right, don't take that pressure right off yourself because that's <laughs> not how it works. No. So we'll link everybody up to where they can listen to the Kids Considered podcast as well as resources on COVID and vaccines and all of these things. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs>
One Bad Mother is supported in part by Made In. Made In is a cookware and kitchenware brand that works with renowned chefs and artisans to produce some of the world's best pots, pans, knives, and wine glasses. I have their knife with the bright red handle. <laughs> I got their chef's knife. Ooh. Guys, that is a nice knife. And I just sliced an onion without sawing or like, <laughs> I forgot how beautiful a new, sharp, well-balanced knife can be. Their knives are fully forged, perfectly balanced, and stay sharp. Now, Stefan and I fight over a knife instead of a knife fight. Right now, Made In is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code BADMOTHER. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. Go to madeincookware.com slash badmother and use promo code BADMOTHER for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash badmother. Use promo code BADMOTHER. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time! It's summer, Teresa! Wow! Let's stick our feet in the pool, shall we? Wow! Are you relaxed? I'm sweaty. <laughs> oh, <no>. Check. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, it is summer. Yeah. And so let's hear the good news. Genius me, Teresa. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. I can, and I also have a... It is a very a very summertime-themed genius moment Good. this week. I had a super soaker battle with <gasps> Oscar, my yes. seven-year-old. Just the two of us. We went all out. We got very aggressive. <laughs> we tried to stick to the rule of below the waist, but right. things got a little out of hand. But we had the best time. And I set aside enough time for it and like decided in advance that yeah. I would just be in my bathing suit and just not worry about like yeah. my hair getting wet and just everything. And we just had the best time. It was such a happy, good bonding experience just for the two of us. And I i mean, I really had fun. So. Oh, I'm so glad. Good job. Thank I you. I mean, also good job getting, not making it be spontaneous. I mean, yeah. I mean that. Like yeah. there's, uh, sometimes we're just like race, yeah. race, 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 and like spontaneous. No, I'm not yeah. doing something fun. Yeah. Right? Or like, like oh, okay. I guess uh, I can do that yeah. with you right now for a little bit, like but I'm like, not, I don't want to get wet. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. as good. Yeah. I think that is great. And there is some sort of sweet spot about like seven and water gun play. I just Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I did get my hair cut. Wow. I got some of the hairs cut. <laughs> I am happy with the cut. Okay. 
But like, I actually can't see it. I know, you can't see it because it's up okay. in a ponytail. But okay. Stefan was like, nice. Mm. Uh, and then I had a friend over the other day for porch coffee. And uh-huh. I pulled it down real quick to be like, oh, I got the cut. She was, I, I got a shag. And yeah. She was like, it is a shag. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God damn it. Like, I appreciate that it's going to need to, like, settle in. Uh-huh. And, uh, and you know what? I kind of like it. It's just a slightly dip. Now, up in a ponytail, it looks exactly like it's looked for 40 years. Yeah. But when it's down, there's a little Joan Jett action okay. happening. Yeah. And sometimes I forgot to say that if you're going to shag it up and layer it, don't, don't make the layers too small at the top. Because yeah. that gets kind of poofy. Yeah. And then only one half of my head is poofy. I forgot to say that. Uh-huh. But overall, I am happy with it, and it is not in my armpits. Was there a genius? I don't know. It's yeah. done. It's you done. got you got the haircut, and you. It sounds like you feel good about it, regardless of yeah. what other of, people of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Okay, but it's cut. It's cut. Okay, and I didn't dye it. Yes, I cut it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that I could really see, like, because it's all grown out. All yeah. the colors grown out. Wow. There is a mix of the gray and the brown. And the yeah. like. But there's so many different things yeah. happening. I actually think I like it. Yeah. So I want it to sit in a good cut for a while to see yes. how I feel about it. Anyway. There you Love go. it. Thank Great you. strategy. Thank well you. done. You Thank look beautiful. You. Thank you. Hi. This is a genius. A super duper genius. <laughs> Last week, we went to the zoo by our house, very small zoo, and they had finally opened the ray tank um, with, you know, COVID restrictions, but it was finally open, and my kid was super into it. So this week, we went back, and I was prepared, and I brought a baby carrier for his nine-month-old brother, and I brought a change of clothes, and I just let him hang out at that tank for as long as he wanted. <laughs> and we were there, no joke, for over an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Not soaking wet, but he pet ray after ray after ray, and he pet a shark, and he <laughs> is so psyched, and I don't care that we didn't see the rest of the zoo. He had, like, the best day of his three-year-old life, so I'm, I'm winning. I'm a super mom, and you know what? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. So I just wanted to let you guys know that. Talk to you later. Bye. I'm not sure why, I'm yeah. not sure why Who, you're apologizing. Yeah. Who's, Who's mad against at you? you here? Yeah, Every, everyone's us. on your team. We yeah. love you. We, we think you're all, yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, I am as thrilled as your three-year-old with this. Yeah, That kid just wanted to do this one thing, and yeah. it gave you an hour and a half of just sitting, I yes. mean, with your baby, but still, it's, yes. I think you're amazing. I think you're amazing, too. Such a good job. Yeah, such a good job. Failures. Fail, fail, fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay, this is just like (laughs) classic forgetfulness, brain fog, fail, but in a new setting. So I was on a walk with Gracie, my nine-year-old, Oscar, and our one of our dogs. And we're going for a walk, and the dog, you know, pooped, and I put the poop in the bag and I said as we sometimes do because there's like no trash cans 
I left it in the road so that we could pick it up on the way back because I didn't want to carry it for the whole walk. And I knew like on the way back, we could pick it up and toss it on the way back. And so (laughs) I sometimes forget these and I'm not okay with forgetting them. Like I go back for them because I think it's horrible. And so I, but I said out loud to the kids, anybody who helps me remember this bag gets a piece of candy when we get home. (laughs) And they were immediately like competing for it. And I was like, no, no, no. no. Like all you have to do is like help remember. Yeah. And you will get a piece of candy. Like it's not like who remembers first or like who, who picks it up or anything. And they're like, okay, cool. So we go on our walk. We have a nice walk. We're walking back. And we just totally walk over it, like full on. This is a dirt road and it's a black (laughs) trash bag of poop in the middle of the road. All of us walk past it, walk over it, don't even see it. We keep going for the longest time. And then we get like almost home. And I say, oh my gosh, you guys, guess what? Guess what we forgot? And they're both like, what? Like they're looking at me. They have no idea. And then finally, one I can't remember, one of them was like, oh, the poop bag. And I was yeah. like, yes. And then as, so then we turned around and we, and we hauled all the way back to get it. Because I told them they wouldn't get their candy if we didn't <laughs> go back. But what was also amazing was that Oscar and I realized that the conversation we'd been having when we passed by it the first time was a conversation about how forgetful or not I am. Like, I was arguing that I don't forget things and that I Ah. remember things really well. And Oscar was arguing that I always forget things. (laughs) And we were having that conversation while we walked past. Wow. The first time. Wow. That's all. That's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. So just imagine that my life is like that. All the time about everything. Because that's how it feels. I think it's really nice when our kids help point out things <laughs> to us and like want to have discussions at great length uh-huh. about disagreeing with personality traits that we have. Oh, yeah. Like, that's and so nice. Isn't self-image. It? It's yeah. great. Yeah. I think that. Just segues right into my fail. Okay. Definitely having another one of those, like, I've raised monsters. Oh, yeah. Now, I know my children are not monsters. Mm-hmm. I get it. They're nice. Nice yeah. kids. Nice yeah. kids. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. I, I got to tell you, I got the younger one who just yells mm-hmm. at me mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, can't you? I'm going to need you to find other ways to tell Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. I didn't get the right Lego piece from the pile. Not yell, that's wrong, right? Or get me another piece, right? Yeah. I need a different piece. Would you mind finding it, right? Or the older one, when I'm in an activity and they decide to come upon me and talk to me. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and, and sometimes just touch me. Boop. Yeah. Boop. Mm-hmm. Boop. I'm going to boop you. Boop. Mm-hmm. Boop. And I say, I'd like you to stop. I'd like a little time to focus on mm-hmm. the thing I'm doing. Yeah. And then responding to me as if I've said, I do not love you. Right. And you will never get anything nice ever again. Yeah. In which I have to then 
take more time. Do more. Yeah. To do more to, to assert to that that's yeah. not true. Yeah. And, uh, you Ugh. know, I yeah. just. It's exhausting. It, like, the, the rolling. I mean, eyes. I don't care. Roll your fucking eyes all you fucking yeah. want. Right? Yeah. But, it's like, fine. if I yeah. ask you to pick a thing up, I mm-hmm. do not want a debate. Yeah. Pick it up. Yeah. Pick it up. Yes, ma'am. I don't. I, yes, ma'am. Just mm. say yes, ma'am. Mm. It's code for fuck you. Just <laughs> say it. It's code for fuck it you. Is. That's it great. It is. Just say it. Yeah. It's yeah. better than saying or fine or I was on my way to do it. Right. Like, just yeah. say yes, ma'am. It means yeah. all those things. Yeah. And it makes your mother happy. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, they'll be fine. I'm just like, yeah. I think I've just spent too long with my children. Yeah. It seems like it's almost as if like we've been home with our kids yeah. for too long and they've been home with us for too long. And yeah. too much of a tight space with just the same people over and over yeah. day in and day out. It seems huh. like that might have some kind of adverse <sighs> effect on our relationships. Maybe I'll make a note of that and bring it up with my therapist. <laughs> Hi, One Bad Mother. Um, this is a fail. I love the show. I've been listening for a long time. And I was listening yesterday before I put my four-year-old to bed. And we were in his room in the dark. And I was rocking him. And I was singing different songs. And I was kind of at a loss for what to sing next. And I just kind of started singing the mom song by Adira Amram that you use in your show. And I got to the end of the clip and realized that I probably shouldn't sing the rest of the song, which I do yeah. know, but my four-year-old does not know. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of stopped. And he was like, Mommy, I like that song. How, how does the rest of it go? And I just sort of said, I don't remember and I kept and I and I picked a different song and I started singing it but um that was a fail don't start singing a song unless you want to sing the whole thing to your four-year-old um and I thought it was a little funny you're all doing a great job bye I I think you're doing a wonderful job and it's never too early to teach your kids about smoking weed with your mom (laughs) because that's what that song is about it is and and it's a great song. Oh, such a great song. And I love that it has been part of One Bad Mother since the beginning. And I, I think you're doing a great job. Trust me, I got like a long list of songs like that that I've started yeah. singing. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not okay. Probably. Yeah. You know. But that's what parenting is all about. A great experiment. Is this a good idea? Or is it a bad idea? Won't find out till tomorrow. So until then, you're doing a horrible job singing your child to sleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's go with that one. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, One Bad Mother is supported in part by Bowl and Branch, 
Bolin Branch's ultra-soft organic sheets are transparently sourced and produced in safe, fair conditions. You'll feel the difference and know you are making one. Guys, I am now officially ruined for sheets. <laughs> the difference between sleeping on ultra-soft sheets and just like the sheets I grew up sleeping on it's so different that I'm I'm like a broken person now. Like I have to have my ball and branch <laughs> sheets and they have to be clean. So when we're changing sheets, we're just going to wash those sheets and put them yeah. right back on the bed because I don't want other sheets. You deserve the good sheets. <laughs> to experience the ultra comfortable sheets, choose bowl and branch. You can try them worry-free for 30 nights free shipping and return. And our listeners get an exclusive 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code BADMOTHER at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code BADMOTHER. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment... Instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about this... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, and... Okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we're the hosts of Around Springfield. Around Springfield is a Simpsons-adjacent podcast where we talk to Simpsons folks about non-Simpsons things. That's right. So in the past, we've gotten to talk to legendary showrunners and writers like Al Jean, Bill Oakley, Josh Weinstein, Dana Gould, Mike Reese, and David X. Cohen. Voice actors like Maurice LaMarche, Maggie Roswell, and Yardley Smith, the voice of Lisa Simpson herself. Hell yeah. <laughs> so we've been away securing guests for our final five episodes. We won't tell you everybody, but we'll let you know that the last episode is kind of a big deal. We got Matt Groening. <gasps> Homer's dad. We got Homer's dad. Check out new episodes of Round Springfield starting June 21st. On Maximum of Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Smell you later. All right, everybody. It's time to turn down the lights, uh, put on some soft music, and listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, Biz and Teresa. This is a mom having a breakdown. I have a three, almost four-week-old, and Biz, I am in that dark forest. My forest is not dappled and sunlit and beautiful like Teresa's. I am in your forest. And I don't like it. And I just wish I could not be covered in vomit for like 20 minutes. Thank you. You're both doing a great job. Oh, Mama. You are doing a really, really good job. I am so sorry that you are in that forest. I, I can't 
take the forest away. And I just, I, I definitely understand. And at four weeks, the Band-Aid has just been fucking ripped off of you. I, I just, I, I'm so frustrated that, I, that, like, the world does not stop when there are newborns in a house. Yeah. Everything is different for you. Everything. E- everything. And it's, and it's, there's no sleep. And yeah. there's stuff coming out all the time on you. So, yeah. like, I mean, it's like the quick, even if it is a beautiful, sun-dappled forest, even for those who have the that forest experience, it is still a shock to the system. Oh, yeah. It is still a, what, where did I go? What, do, I mean, like you said, I just want not puke on me for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's not because you fucking hate puke. It's that, like, there's just nothing that's yours right now. Yeah. Everything you're doing is to support and care for a newborn. Right. And it's it's a lot. There is joy in it, but there is also sadness in it. And that is okay. Okay? That is okay. That doesn't make it better. But that is okay. And I... I just really feel feel this with you. I feel it with you too and you know, I I I liked being in the forest most of the time, but I definitely had really hard days, especially in the very beginning, like the first few weeks when you're really still needing care for your own body, yeah. but your body needs to care for this new baby's body and in our culture even (laughs) in the best of circumstances we just do not care for postpartum moms properly I mean there are just so many more things than I think that that I think I needed early on that Mm -hmm. you know I just had to power through and that's what you're doing right now And I just want to say that you are doing an amazing job and it feels like despair, but it won't feel like despair always. Like you, it's impossible to see that it won't feel this way right now, but it, it will, like it will, it will get better. Yeah. And just give yourself the, the grace to to understand that it feels this bad right now that it's yes. that it's this dark yes. that it's this scary don't yes. feel guilty it's about valid this. It's, it's really completely valid re- yeah and we're here you just keep calling the hotline and leaving us messages and know that there are people that are also there for you in your life as always we are We're here to listen and see you and absorb your rants and anything you need to say where you don't feel like you can say it to others. But I also want to let people know about resources that I wish I had known about when I was in my forest. So I I just want you to know that in our show notes, 
our links, but we're also going to include the National Postpartum Depression Warm Line, which is 1-800-PPD-MOMS. It is a wonderful resource and another place that is just there, like us, to absorb your rants. Okay, and to and to help remind you that you are not alone because you are not. You are amazing. Let's wrap up today with a reminder that you're doing a wonderful job. I'm thinking about our rant caller right here uh, and the dark forest and having that uh, a newborn in your house and how uh, how much that is all the way to those with older kids that are going through their own weird forests where there are no direction signs as you know kids start to get older and start going through things that we didn't think they were going to go through (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) that is an interest it's more of an alice in wonderland forest that i'm in right now (laughs) everything's upside down but right is rain and all of this is happening when we still don't have the resources that we used to have, which, let's be honest, weren't always the best. Right. <laughs> this pandemic continues to serve as a reminder that families, people with kids in their house, need support to do anything. And they deserve it. And, you know, let's get it together, country. You are doing an amazing job and you have got summer. Teresa, you are doing such an amazing job. I love seeing you. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we're going to talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to load down Mama Blues. I got to load down Mama Blues. Got to load We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer Gabe Mara, our husbands Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.